two, one. Go. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, hello and welcome to the As Yet Untitled podcast. I'm Elliot, I'm here with Chris and Dom, and we're here to talk about all things American football, Britball, and yeah, and for now, let's introduce yourselves. I'm Dom. Hi, I'm Chris. It's good when there's actually names on the bottom corner of our, our, our <laughs> So I guess, like, first of all, we should probably start with what we actually know about American football and our history of it, instead of three people not knowing anything, <laughs> just talking about it. So, um, Should we start with, with me, seeing as I know, know the least? Yeah, go on, Dom, you start with you. <laughs> right, um, well, I've played football for a good five years now. Um, I'm just a casual fan, and I will accept anything anyone tells me usually um but i have a few opinions and i'm here to share and then i've played for four years not really because of my neighbor <laughs> and i am um, i have a betting stream on gridiron hub that's 9 p.m on saturdays um plug <coughs> plug, plug, <coughs> plug, <coughs> plug, <coughs> plug um so yeah you know i yeah Obviously, I know a fair bit, but, you know, compared to other people, it's probably nothing. So what you're telling me is we're just going to give a lot of opinions. <laughs> Outstanding. Credibility. Tom, how do you feel to be the only one in this uh, call without a beard? Oh, I have a little bit of stubble. Um, do you? Have you been growing it since you were 12? It's been, no, I'm not going to lie, it's been two weeks. So. Is that impressive milk on your lip? No, it's a little bit of, <laughs> little bit of a soul patch. Why have you rubbed brown sauce on your face? <laughs> right, anyway, we're not here to roast right, me, yeah. are we, boys? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, we did say we'd start the podcast by um, roasting you, so oh, we're on yeah. schedule. So we'll kick things off, pardon the pun, talking about player movement, because it's been a big week for players moving around. I thought we'd start with Le'Veon Bell being released by the Jets, and subsequently signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. And Chris, since you are the AFC East representative here, I figured you should um, weigh in on this one. Well, it's very strange in the sense of Adam Gase, from the start, said he didn't want Le'Veon Bell, which is it's such an incredible thing to even suggest that you don't want a star running back. And very much in Pittsburgh, he had the holdout. And if I recall correctly, he said he never wanted to go to the Jets, where he ends up at the Jets. I think this has very little to do about Le'Veon Bell's past as being a, a football diva, as it does Adam Gase just not having a clue. And the Jets management just mishandling the situation. Same with um, Jamal Adams. Um, and within the actual trade itself, if I recall correctly, it was Bills, Dolphins and Chiefs were the leading three. So obviously I support, I support the Dolphins, so that people know. And um, obviously I wanted him. But when you look at <clears throat> the sides, the Chiefs, with Edwards Hilaire, they've already got a good running game and it's just been made better. That's basically what it boils down to is the Jets, Jets mismanagement has potentially taken away some of the intrigue of the AFC by letting the Chiefs sign another great player. True. I'll be honest, I, I wasn't surprised they cut him because they're winless and he's expensive and he is a, um, should we call, high-maintenance personality. But I, I was surprised that the Chiefs signed him, given how well, well their you... rookie is playing. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to admit that there does seem to be a lot more teams that could probably in much more need of much more need of Bell than than the, than the Chiefs. They they don't really need him, um, but they, what what they have done is take it to, take their running game to that next level with him, or hopefully anyway. Another thing that I sort of don't get is that, like the Chiefs. Where are the Chiefs getting this money from? Because obviously that. Um, that's from a Holmes contract, sizable, you know, like it's, I, I, it's one of those things where, like, I'm sure that in five years' time, 
we'll be talking about the fucking evil empire of the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> much like we did the Patriots. Obviously, at this point, um, because it's so fresh and everything's it's just not New England, people will be happy about it. But I just hope that the Chiefs haven't put themselves into cap hell I mean, a few I'm years down the line. Right? But obviously, is, is, is venturing into cap hell worth it to win Super Bowls? Yes, is the answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, this, this year they'll be okay because I think the way, the way it works is the Jets will still be paying the majority of Bell's so salary. From what I, so from what I can gather, it's I don't know how much levy on Bell contract is, but the Jets owe him like $6 million, And if the Kansas City Chiefs say pay him... 3.3 million for a year so i've got it the, um, the, the the cheat sorry the jets have to pick up the rest of the tab so like the the, the fucking chiefs could assign him for a million the jets still have to pay him five yeah so it's win-win depending on yeah i mean i mean the Chiefs signed him for a one-year contract worth 1.69 million Oh, really much for the Chiefs at all, to be honest. No. When you, especially when you look at other other players that they, that they have, specifically um, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's pennies, really. <laughs> so, what do you think this means? Do you think the Chiefs' offense will change with Le'Veon Bell because he is a big mouth to feed? Uh, you... Truth be told, no, I don't think it will. Um, the only thing is, obviously, he's got more experience than Edwards Hilaire. So, but Edwards Hilaire has not been terrible in the slightest. So I don't think it's going to change too much. In fact, I think it will just give Patrick Mahomes more options. Because obviously, with not only is Le'Veon Bell a great running back, he's also a great receiving back as well. Mm, yeah. So I just think it opens up another avenue for Patrick Mahomes to sling sidearm balls and no-look balls. So, Yeah, because last year, Le'Veon Bell had 66 receptions for 461 yards. Exactly. Which, but with, with, with Sam Darnold and the New York Jets. Uh, but I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think it would have much of an impact. Like, let's say if Le'Veon Bell was playing last week against the Raiders, I still think the Raiders would have won that game. Think, I think, why is that, though? Because I, I don't think Le'Veon Bell... He's gonna have. He's gonna be. A, he's gonna have a good impact. But I don't think it's gonna be astronomical. It's not gonna be like Peyton going to the Broncos. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a, a fair statement, honestly. Um, but I do feel like he can. If it, I mean, if he, if he meshes well with the team, it can make a big impact for them. And is he? Is he? Is he playing this this week? So it will yeah. be interesting to see um, The Broncos Well, historically had a good defence They're on their way up to improve now um, So it'll be interesting to see how well, it, how well they do against that And what sort of uh, Options it gives the, the Chiefs To sort of stop that pass rush That was really effective against uh, the Patriots That's a good point actually Because Le'Veon Bell's um, pass protection Has always been like top notch As far as I'm aware anyway um, yeah, I think he's he's not going to have huge stats, I don't think, but I do think he's going to be that kind of impact player who, on a crucial third down, he's just going to appear and make a play that just takes over a game. Yeah, no, um, I agree with that. Yeah, because you have to you have to worry about Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball and doing all the nonsense that he does, and then you have to now worry about Le'Veon Bell in the backfield as well. I think it's going to be really hard to stop them um, any down yeah. distance. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is quite elusive at the best of times, really. So, uh, adding adding Le'Veon Bell, um, I think that I think it's going to be a good a good fit for him. But I do think there's other teams that could have uh, put, you know, used him or well, had more use for him. But like, even if you look at the people who were trying to get him, like the Bills, their running games, you know, it's okay. The, like the Texans were interested, and. Yeah, but I don't want, I wouldn't want to go to fucking Texans. <laughs> no, they mate, don't want mate, to go to Texans, but he would have helped the Texans. Mate, to be fair, mate, leaving the Jets to go to the Texans, great. I've jumped out of a fire <laughs> and into a fucking vat of acid. No, I'm not interested. Yeah, I mean, fair. 
Yeah, so and like with with Miami as well, like Matt Breed is doing well, Gaskins going well, so well to the point of the Dolphins are looking to trade Jordan Howard away because with all due respect to Jordan Howard, he has done nothing for the Dolphins so far. So was, I that, think, was, that, was that Gaskins, was it? No, uh, Howard. Right, right, right. Like, but that's not based on him being poor. That's based on him being like injured a week and Miles Gaskin just going, well, fuck it, I'll have this then. <laughs> so. I mean, I know uh, all I know about Gaskins is that um, he gets me loads of fancy points. So I'll take, I keep. Same. I, I keep him going. <laughs> Mate, considering that my, um, my fancy team has like three Dolphins players on it, and they're on. They're, it's a bye week this week. Yeah. Struggling. I, I know Parker was in my team as well. He he puts up points every every week. Yeah. So, so but. I've got I think I've got Parker, Breeder, and Gaskin. Right. So, so we've got this down. It's a win for the Chiefs. Is it a loss for the Jets losing Le'Veon Bell? No. I mean. No, because they were like. What, how are they going to do any worse than they're doing? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Thank for Trevor, it, it, you know it, mean? it would be it would be a loss if um, they had one win and it was down to a Le'Veon Bell touchdown. But it's Le'Veon Bell, who's a you know a great player, maybe generational that could be debated. But I don't think I don't do think you, the Jets um, can go lower. Do you like, guys think? That um that the Jets are gonna try and draft a quarterback next year, or are you gonna go keep with Donald, or and just improve the, the players around him? It's a very strange thing because Donald is not bad, but he might be you know suffering from Josh Rosen syndrome, and um like I th- I think the Jets' most important thing is to get a new head coach, not get a new quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I think Donald, he has the, he has the potential. And from what I've seen of him, he, he looks like a somewhat confident uh, quarterback. Yeah, 100%. He's, just, he's not been surrounded with the best support. The Jets' issues go deeper than the quarterback and they go deeper than the roster yeah. as well. It's, it's, but then a, it's, 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 what the, it's what the fans want. Like if the fans, I personally don't think, from what I can gather, you know, I don't follow that many Jets um, people because I don't want my life to be super depressing. Um, I, from what I can gather, they're fully aware that Darnold isn't the problem. Like, do I think drafting Trevor Lawrence would help? I guess, but if like Gase, uh, Gase with um, Trev, I still think I still think it'd be shit. You know, you you'd you'd want a new head coach, and probably like. A fucking running back or a wide receiver. Someone that Donald can target. Well, I don't know how many first round picks the Jets have this year. I think it's two. So I think they've got one for Jamal Adams from the Seahawks. Um, yeah, more stuff can be done for the Jets. I think if the if the Jets uh, drafted a quarterback, um, they'd just be rewinding the clock to three years from when they drafted Sam Donald. Mm-hmm. And they'd be in the same position as they are now. Um, if they're in a position where they have, you know, like a top three or four pick, and they can take Trevor Lawrence, and I think if they're in that position, then there is probably going to be some heat on Sam Darnold because if you're in that position, then you're probably not won more than. But like they two can. Or three I feel. Like, I feel like. I feel like they can have that one more year of um, evaluation because, like, look at Miami, like. We had Gase and we had Tannehill. And we all, like Dolphins fans, I especially I was like, oh, fuck, Tannehill's fucked, he's fucked this, he's fucked that. <laughs> he leaves, goes to the Titans, makes playoffs. And, like, this is, uh, he's uh, played much, so well this year as well, Tannehill. Exactly. Dude, so it's well. like if you, and people are like, oh it's, oh, it's all Derek Henry. It's not. It really isn't all, all Derek no, Henry. Not. Like, it's, like, you know, it's the reason why I've not, you know, put my Tannehill... Dolphins Tannehill jersey in the bin because he's good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, so I think so I think it's worth. Let's say they get rid of Gase this year. I don't think it's worth them drafting Trevor Lawrence. I feel like it's worth have 
not having that Tannehill situation and letting Sam Darnold, you know, for, for example, go and be a backup for one year, develop, learn under, I don't know, like let's say Steelers, something like that, develop under Big Ben, then does well there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Right, so we'll move on to um, the probably the biggest news of the week in terms of player movement, which came in about an hour ago. Antonio Brown officially signed by the books. Yeah, another one-year contract. One-year contract, but with um, <clears throat> with Tom Brady being a thousand years old. <laughs> I mean, it's it's no secret the books are in win now mode. Um, yeah, but. They they were they were in that mode when they fucking yeah. signed Gronk and <laughs> Brady. Yeah. So does Antonio Brown turn the books into into Super Bowl contenders? Um I mean I feel, I feel like they're definitely gonna make a playoff run and this year anyway. Um but I don't think Antonio Brown has much to do with that. Uh Mike Evans was has been great all season. So and and they have a lot of good supporting cast around them already. That although Brady had that meltdown and shouted at them all, lost like you know, lost his temper. Um, the, I mean, they've done well to still move the ball as well as they have, especially supporting Brady. Who you know, it, it, I think it is quite clear that his his arm is diminishing a bit. Um, to be expected when you are um, well, you are forty years old. objective fifty four, I think. No, he's no. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, uh, I want to say forty-three. <laughs> I want to say forty-three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fifty-four. <I> <laughs> well, to, to me, when I think about um, Antonio Brown going to the book, do you think you've got Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, um, Mike Evans, and Leonard Fournette all on the same roster with Tom Brady throwing the ball? Yeah, but like, look how well they've done so far. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think Antonio Brown's going to make probably the biggest free agent impact inside the season. Like, obviously, like, you can't overstate Tom Brady moving from the New England Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But um, I think it's going to really... I do think it's really going to help a lot. But then, obviously, the only thing that I've seen of Antonio Brown is, you know, Instagram videos of him being very good at catching. So... Is that still going to be the case? I mean, you can't question that Antonio Brown was one of the better receivers in the NFL. Oh, I don't, but he definitely will. I think it's like um, the Bell situation again. It's like, well, he's going to make he's going to make an impact. He, I don't think he's going to be the reason why they would go to playoffs. Mm, I'd agree with that. I feel like he's going to be the kind. Well, it's going to be the kind of impact where. It will help the offense score more points than they than they were scoring, but not necessarily win you more games because of it. So, like you know, a ten point victory might turn into like a seventeen point victory. I don't know if he's going to um, necessarily get you more wins, but fantasy guys and highlight reels, sure. That's what I'm expecting to see. Oh yeah. Like him, I think the biggest impact Anthony Brown's going to have is people's fantasy teams. Because yeah. I think in my draft, I, I drafted Antonio Brown in like the eighth round, knowing that he wasn't going to play until week eight. But I know I traded him for Alvin Kamara. So, and then I traded Alvin Kamara. I traded Alvin Kamara away because the game was getting too easy. <laughs> That's true as well. <laughs> Because I think I was averaging like 150 points a game. And I'm like, this isn't fun because I, I've won it based on uh, a game called Eyebrows that we play where someone made a um, a claim that they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely trade Kamara to you. And before he could uh, brace himself, I hit him with the eyebrows. He didn't want to lose it. I got Alvin Kamara, traded him away, got got us some good collateral for it. You actually scumbagged him like that. <laughs> you yeah, took I, just, I proper, I proper, I proper scum, I scumbagged it. I scumbagged um, uh, Ethan out of Alvin Kamara, and now his team. Uh, I do feel sorry for this. Ethan's team is ruined. <laughs> I think he, I think he picked Alvin Kamara over first over uh, first 
ground. So I've ruined his draft. I don't think he plays anymore. <laughs> but yeah. You know, I feel hey. bad for you. Know what I feel bad for in this? All these Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, because they've got so many superstars, like the jersey costs, <laughs> astronomical. Like, I, I was already putting money aside if Bell joined the Dolphins. Just, oh, I'll have to get one of these. So, I just want to see Tom Brady in the creamsicle retro Buccaneers, but I don't think it's going to happen. So, right, so we'll move on to our next piece. Um, again, player movement. Des Bryant signing for the Ravens practice squad. I thought that was a joke at first. Nope, that's real. That's uh... yeah. Um, you know, it's you know, I don't wish it all will on anyone. I hope he hope he makes team. Hope it all goes well. You know, the Ravens, like, this is how poor my fucking picks are. I had the Ravens versus the Cowboys as a Super Bowl for next year. Oh. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It's, I, I want the Ravens to go to Super Bowl more so than the Chiefs. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 hope, I hope it makes an impact. I hope it. I hope it elevates the Ravens above what they are currently, which isn't a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. But no, I, I feel like Des Bryant. I don't know how much game time he'll get. Obviously, it depends. I feel like they're probably signing to the practice squad to see one: is he healthy and can he stay healthy, and how is he going to conduct himself um, when he's actually on a team, because he has uh, been known to be a bit troublesome in the locker room. I feel like it's just a big experiment and, you know, at the very least, he'll serve as a decent mentor to Marquise Brown. Um, that's all I really have to say on Des Bryant. But sticking with Baltimore, Yannick Ngakwe. They traded for Yannick Ngakwe. They sent a third and a seventh round pick to the Vikings. It's just incredible, isn't it? Like, they're, they're already, the defense is already there, like... Obviously, the, the the Jags are in melting mode. But to give... like Obviously, Yannick Ngakwe is good, but I still think to give um, the Ravens, Clias Campbell, is fucking dumb. That's the dumbest move that the Jags have done so far this year. Like, Leonard Fournette, fine, he was a troublemaker. Jalen Ramsey, fine, he was a troublemaker. Walter Payton, man of the year, Campbell. No. Like again, I just hope I just hope it makes the Ravens do well. Is primarily what I want. Dom, anything to add? Not particularly. Um, I'll be honest. I don't really know yeah. who Des Bryant is. No, we're talking about, we're talking Yannick, about Yannick and Gokwe. You. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. I'll be honest. Ravens players. If it's not a. Uh, he was on the Vikings play? and the Jags, right? Right. Yeah, so the Vikings traded tra the Vikings traded for Yannick Ngakwe. They sent a uh, second round pick and a seventh round pick um, last off season or this off season. I can't remember which, but he's only he's only played uh, six games for I don't know five games for the Vikings, um, and then they've traded him over to the Ravens for a third round pick. So they've basically traded themselves out of the second round, out of the second round pick for five games with Yannick Ngakwe. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to find Ngakwe's stats because they are quite good so far this year. I feel like, I mean, I've been looking at social media reactions to uh, Ngakwe and generally people seem to land in one of two camps. There's people who are excited to see the Ravens defense that's already very good get even better. And then there's people who are questioning you know, if the Ravens were going to make a big trade like this, why haven't they brought in another weapon for uh, a struggling Lamar Jackson um, in the passing game? Especially considering that, um, well, no, they've got a bye week this week, which is good. But like the Steelers, I can't, I, you know, I'll use my, I'll put my fucking punditry hat back on. <laughs> And I'll say that I don't think this. I think this. I think the Steelers are going to take 
that division. You think? Yeah, I think the Steelers, the Steelers' defense is good, and um, Big Ben isn't fading as fast as Brady, and especially considering off coming off an elbow injury, people thought he was going to be fucking shit. I thought he was going to be shit. I thought you know this could be the end of Big Ben, but no, he's he's doing well, and I don't like the Steelers. I think they suck. I hate them. Mink Fitzpatrick is a bum. He's not. Stupid he's fucking not. Adam Gase. He's good. No, she never drafted him. Hey, <laughs> Mink Fitzpatrick's a snake. What you got against him? What has he done to Because you? he was on the Dolphins and they trained him for Steelers <laughs> and then they played against the Steelers and I think he had like two interceptions. So Mink Fitzpatrick... Oh, so it's, it's a personal level thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mink Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Mink Fitzpatrick could go and suck out as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, I think the Steelers will take the division. Um... I think it's going to be between the Ravens and the Browns. Because if the Browns pull their fucking finger out of their ass, what they have been sometimes, I feel like that's going to be the big thing. But I think the Steelers... Yeah, but, I mean, with the Browns, look at last week's game. Again, when they had to play a, play a team who actually somewhat good. But the thing is, with that game, you've got to look at who was questionable for that game to begin with. Baker Mayfield was questionable. OBJ, questionable. Landry, questionable. They had injuries on that game. But I feel like, and if you look at the stats for that particular game, the, the Browns had, since Big Ben has been there, the Browns have never beaten the Steelers at home. Never. Right. So it was nothing was really on their side for that particular game. But I feel like if there's going to be a game that will prove whether or not the Browns are legit, is this one, is this week's one against the Bengals. Because the Bengals could very well take this. I'm really surprised people. I feel like this is going to be the game where if the Browns lose the Bengals, the Browns are out of the conversation. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, um, what are the Bengals? They're like one thing, no, or like two thing, one, was it something like that? One thing, like yeah. one. I think. One thing, one. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of the Bengals, um, are they, well, they had what, the number one draft pick this year with Joe Burrow and it hasn't really seemed to help them. I mean, I'm not not going to blame Joe Burrow at all because it is his first year into the NFL. Um, what do you think they? What What do you think it is that they really need to improve with? It's definitely the line because you've got to look at people shouldn't be discouraged in terms of looking at Joe Burrow's stats for this year because you look at Peyton Manning's first year. I'm not sure if he still holds oh. it, but he, but he held the rookie record for the most interceptions thrown in their rookie season. So, I believe he still does hold that record, by the way. Okay, <laughs> then you, you've, you've got to look past this season. Like, obviously, everyone would love the fairy tale story of Joe Burrow, national champion, legend in um, LSU, comes to the Bengals, leads them to the promised land. It's not going to happen because Andy Dalton, you know, he's he, he was okay, but he wasn't given the opportunity to succeed because of the line. Like, if you look at the Dolphins, for example, they drafted O-line along with Tua to get to be able to protect him. And you can see by the highlight packages at the NFL show of Joe Burrow just getting dumped. That yeah. They don't have that. So as long as... I don't think it's... Like, obviously, you can look at this year and be like, has Joe Burrow made an impact? And I just don't think it's fair on him. Because obviously LSU and Cincinnati are different teams. So Yep, definitely. Yeah. I mean I um I, I disagree with the Joe Borough impact. Um because having watched him play, like I'm pretty confident in saying that in two or three years' time he's gonna be he's gonna make the, the Bengals are gonna be competitive. I'm 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 confident in saying that. Uh, provided they they don't ruin the rest of the roster around him, in his few games that I've uh, watched him play, he's played he like he plays very well. Like I don't know, what, I'm not sure what his stats are. I'm assuming they're not very yeah, good. I'm not, I'm, um, just... But he's not helped by the team around him at all. But uh, I can't remember who they were playing. But that game at the start of the year when they lost it on a missed field goal. Jags, uh, I want to say. I feel like it might be in the Jaguars. You know, they're, they're a few plays away from having three wins this year rather than one. 
So, you know, I'm, you know, I don't think you, you can measure Joe Burrow's impact in the vacuum of the 2020 season. So I think it was the Colts. That, uh, that was a field goal, by the way. Was it the Colts? Yeah, which, and the Colts are a good team to have that result against. Um, exactly, the Colts aren't a bad team. And that that game, um, you know, was very much alive because of Joe Burrow. So, yeah, I mean, um, although I don't think he'll, his impact is going to be, you know, he takes the, the Bengals to the playoffs in his first season because what are the odds of that happening for any rookie quarterback? But I feel like, I feel like um, what he's brought to the Bengals isn't measured on a stat sheet. They so, now have somewhere, they have, they've got direction to the franchise now, whereas before they were sort of in sort of purgatory with Andy Dalton. Yeah. So, Talking about Joe Burrow, so his stats for the season. Uh, so he's thrown six touchdowns, four deceptions. He's thrown for uh, 1,617 yards. And his quarterback rate, well, all. So, and so, I mean, his yards, ninth in the NFL. Uh, his t- touchdowns, 25th. Interceptions tied for 14th. So they're not exactly the worst stats, but they're not the best ones either. So, But from from a first, first year out, straight out of, out of uh, college, um, and what he's got around him, he's and he's playing well. And I don't think his stat, like I said, I don't think his stats actually um, deter, like show how well he has he has played in in some of his games. He has he has been the person who kept drives drives alive for them. Yeah. And um, so, um, I, I am interested to see how he does progress along with his career. But at the moment, it's just it's a bit of a tough situation. So. I mean, if he progresses as I think he will, and the Bengals don't become more incompetent uh, in the front office. The AFC North is set to be a very tight and very interesting division for the next sort of five, ten years. Um, you've got Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, three Heisman winners all playing together or against each other rather. Big Ben is sticking around for I don't know how much longer. As long as possible, he's he's clawing along. (laughs) Even if um, the Steelers have to move on from Big Ben, if he retires or if he, you know, moves on through, if he pulls a Tom Brady and goes to Florida, (laughs) uh, the Steelers are still going to be they're they're a well-run team, so they're still going to be competitive. So the AFC North is looking to be probably the the closest the tightest division in football in a few years, I think. What, uh, what what would you argue is the best division in football right now? NFC East. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm inclined to agree. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm having a look, um, and I put I would put an argument uh, with with a lot of bias in it uh, towards the AFC West. No, um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean we got the Chiefs, the the, the uh, yeah, in fact, defending champions. You got the Raiders who are playing quite well at the moment. They play. They are looking like they are going to make a, a playoff run potentially. Um, the Chargers have to be the best team that's only won one or two games. Like, like. No, that's not true. No, Hubert as he has played so well. I, I, I'm in love with the man. Like, I, and it's 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 a shame that he um that they've lost to the Buccaneers and other games where they've had the leads. And they just spuffed it away, and then you know, and the Broncos—they're making a comeback. What? Just you, just you watch, boys. So, I, I, what? I think, what they're making a—they're making a comeback against the Chiefs. Yeah, mate. Just you watch. I mean, it's, it's, it's been—it's actually been nine games since um, since the Broncos have beaten the Chiefs. So that's what four four years worth of matchups. Probably more. <laughs> like, and you know what? And they're not going to win tomorrow either. So don't worry. Well, about no, no. They, we, they have a chance. They have a chance. Which one has a chance, mate? Does she watch, boys? They beat the Patriots. They beat the Chiefs. And I've got, I've got to disagree with the AFC West being the best division because, let's be realistic, the Chiefs are winning that division. Yeah. And any division where you can pick the winner of it in, what are we in week six? Um. I don't yeah. mean in terms of like, like I don't mean closest division like oh you don't know who's going to win. I mean like in terms of strength of teams. Again. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean the Raiders. The Raiders aren't that good. They're not terrible. They're not that good. The Broncos. Um, let's not talk about the Broncos. Yeah, we are. They're rebuilding. They're rebuilding. <laughs> and, and the Chargers. The Chargers are a team that 
you know they 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 could be good but right now they're not um i mean honestly to me like there's <laughs> a joke about the nfc east but i feel like that's probably going to be the closest division this year even if it's close through being completely incompetent well yeah in, in, in terms of defense it's great <laughs> but then the issue they've got is that no one's none of those teams are going to have any fans by the time the season's no one's going to celebrate like they did in fucking philadelphia in 2018 when they made the super bowl it's going to be like oh have we oh we can't wait to lose to the seahawks in the wild card <laughs> do you know what i mean like it wouldn't surprise me if motherfucking washington football team just take that because the Cowboys don't deserve it. The well, Giants... the Cowboys can't without Dak. <laughs> no, like the Cowboys don't deserve it. The Giants don't deserve it. The Eagles don't deserve it. You know, the Washington football team, they probably deserve it the most, but they're not going to get there. So. Yeah, I feel like the, the... I mean, the best, not the best division, the most interesting division in football it's up it's up for debate because in the nfc south AFC you've got East. nfc south you have tom brady and drew Brees. they're going to be slugging it out for the top spot um because the panthers no uh the falcons no um so you know, there's there's that storyline there I mean, what, what happened to the falcons i mean a couple a few years ago they're in the super bowl blowing a lead to to brady and now they just do it to everyone. What, what happened? Did, did I miss something that drastically changed the Falcons for them to suddenly be so shit? It's just, the, I imagine it's just the coaching. You can't let your team start to take their fucking foot off the pedal mm. fourth quarter in the Super Bowl. That's just a bad culture. Yeah, I think the thing is, it's very difficult to lose a game that you're leading by that much. Because if you look at if you look at the two, if you look at multiple times, If you look if you look at the games that they lost, they I think it was like an incredible stat. Something like this is the Falcons are the first team to lose back to back games when percentage of them winning was ninety nine point nine percent. They lost two two back to back. That is a interesting stat, which I wish didn't exist. <laughs> but yeah, if 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 you lose if you're losing games in situations like they are, then the uh, the issue is it's deeper than the players. It's it's a coaching and management issue. Like Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, they're just good players. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not it's not people who are shit. Do you know what I mean? Like who who's just who's just a shit quarterback? Joe Flacco. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Flag, flag on the plate. He's a bum. He's a bum. <laughs> He's trash, man. I hate Flacco. Well, He's man. elite. <laughs> elite. Joe Flacco is a super MVP, and you nothing can ever take that away from him. I wish we could. The way he's played yeah. for the Broncos, <laughs> I mean, for the Jets. Come on, I'd, I'd love it if I'd love it if they put out a press release. The NFLPA are taking away Joe Flacco's Super Bowl MVP award. The NFL has just retconned Joe Flacco's story. Who? Don't recall him. Never heard of him. Is he a kicker? <laughs> He's been erased. Must have been. Must have been. It's interesting about the Falcons. I'm just checking their stats. They're obviously dead last at the uh, NFC South, one and five, but they're actually um, the second highest scoring team. Yeah, I was just yeah. saying they put they put up buckets of points, but like it doesn't help them because they've again blown, how many leads have they blown this this uh, <laughs> this season? Uh, it's about what four of the five losses that they've had. <laughs> so, Probably, you know. I have to admit though, um, the game against the Vikings last week it was it was an interesting watch, but I think I mainly I, because I, Kirk Cousins couldn't throw a completed pass to his team. See, from from what I've done in terms of research for. The betting show is Kirk Cousins is terrible in primetime <laughs> games. Like he's he's one of the worst players in primetime games. And yeah. like a you know a, a little statistic regarding you know another team in the Raiders is that um, who's the Derek Carr? He's like great. His record in primetime games is great, and it's just but they're still terrible. 
terrible, terrible, terrible team. Giving John Gruden a hundred million. Shall we uh, move on to the next topic now? Shall we talk about uh, about Tua? Tua Tagovailoa. Do you want to talk about Tua? I feel like I can let you rant <laughs> about Tua. Yeah. <laughs> about yeah. your so, opinions that are surrounding them. <laughs> Tua Tagovailoa is getting his first start next week, Chris. Gale. I don't. I don't I'm believe. Gonna, I'm going to take a nap. Should. So this I is like this is the this is the issue that I have is that I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He this is the best football he's ever played, and he's very right in saying that this is more so his team than any other team he's been on. But you can't say in a press conference towards the start of the season, "I'll be happy when Tua takes over, whenever it may be. I know I'm here for as a placeholder, but I'll help guide him through," and then. Dolphins fans, we see, oh, fucking hell, Tua's starting. This is amazing. And then he goes out and says, oh, I feel heartbroken and all that. It's like, don't make Dolphins fans feel bad when you said you were fine with it. Mm. It's like it's like, it's like like when you go to the pub. You tell your missus to go to the pub. And you come home, she has a go at you. You've already said it's fine. You can't have a go at me when you say it's fine. Yeah, well, when... Wh- when a girl says it's fine, it's not really fine. And when Fitzpatrick exactly. says it's fine, it's not fine. Well, it's not fine. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's playing well. He is, he is playing well. The one thing and I they found it, they've, they've fucked a prostitute, the Dolphins. <laughs> no, they haven't. Because how many players... Do you know what? Do you want to hear a fun stat? Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick have the same amount of playoff wins. There you go. Ah, ah there we go. <laughs> yeah, then, we... What, what this says to me is the Dolphins aren't settling this year with just having a better record than last year. Them going to Tua is them saying, we want to crack the playoffs. That's what that says to me. That says to me that Brian Flores has made a decision and he has said that being 8-8 or some such bollocks is not good enough this year. You have to look. The fucking Jets are a fucking dumpster fire. The Bills are probably going to take the division. The Patriots, not looking amazing. Not really. This, no. is the ch- this is the best chance for the Dolphins to get a wild card position. And I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I really do. He's been a great quarterback. But I don't think you can go to the playoffs with Ryan Fitzpatrick. However, we haven't seen Tua. He completed two passes last week. Were they good passes? Of course they were. Tua could be fucking trash. The one thing that I definitely agree with is that putting him in, in his first game, with the dislocated hip, well, not anymore, obviously, but, you know, I can draw from personal experience here. I dislocated my knee two years ago, and like the doctors say, it'd be better if you broke it because then it heals and it's fine. When you dislocate something, it's always going to be weaker and you're always going to have a much higher percentage of it dislocating again. So putting him up there against the Rams is a decision that I don't particularly like. No. I, but again, it's, Brian Flores has been a great head coach so far. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that by the time his tenure ends in the NFL, he will have won Coach of the Year at some point. I like the change. I don't like the timing. It should really have been done for either the Broncos game or the next Jets game. That's what I think. I don't think... I feel like it would have been safer to leave him for the Jets game. Like Even if they started him last week. I've, even I if they gave him half the game, because they had won the game I, by half I, time. I, I said this... <laughs> I said this to a group of my friends who I speak to who are all Dolphins fans. I said, it wouldn't shock me if the second half of this game is Tua's. Yeah. I'm shocked that they didn't. Obviously, garbage times, whatever. What, did they give him about two minutes? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean... I, I like the switch. I don't like he's up against the Rams. I don't like Ryan Fitzpatrick making Dolphins fans feel bad. <laughs> But I do understand it because I've seen a lot of articles saying like Ryan Fitzpatrick is having 
the most wonderful journey into obscurity ever. This is the thing is that people like, obviously I can say that I'm not going to forget Ryan Fitzpatrick and everything he's done for the dolphins, but I'm saying like saying something like he's fate, he's going to fade into obscurity. I think it's wrong. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to have a great career in football after his career is done, whenever that may be. I think he's a, he's a Harvard graduate. He got the highest score ever on the Bechdel test. He's been in the NFL for fucking however long. I think he's going to be a great quarterback coach, maybe even a head coach. Who knows? Something like that. But I think... In terms I of um, I playing understand. career for Fitzpatrick, do you think there's any other teams that he would go to other than, other than I think I think this year, because obviously you can tell that he's upset, especially in how he said it as well. He's like, I've basically just been fired and then I had to go and sit in a room with the guy who fired me and my replacement. I think that there is a team, for example, like the Giants, who could use Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah, if they I mean, want to win. If Daniel, they want to win, if Daniel they want Jones to win could games. do a bit of a, a bit of help, a bit of mentoring, which maybe Fitzpatrick could give him. To be honest, so. it very well could be, but I think it, a trade could come. But I understand where he's coming from, but I just personally don't like him saying that he's going to be. He knows he knows his place. He knows he's a placeholder. But then again, he has been he has been playing well. And I don't think this team is going to be any less of Ryan Fitzpatrick's team when Tua starts. That's my thoughts on it. Comprehensive. Yeah, like it confused me a little bit because I, you know, I, I knew that Ryan Fitzpatrick hadn't been terrible. But again, the point you make about uh, the playoff, the playoff window, is very much open for the Dolphins, uh, given the way the uh, AFC East is looking. Um, yeah, I agree with you. the The timing is strange to me, but you know, there are much uh, more informed people than us making these decisions. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm well, assuming. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if there's if there's something that. They're seeing from him in practice every week, and they feel like see that's what that's what they say. They say like he's been great in practice. You know, he's been good enough in practice to, you know, send Josh Rosen over to the Buccaneers. Um, you know, obviously, I want it to go really well, and I hope that Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't go into obscurity like the reports say that he very well could do. But I don't think it's. I think it's just very much. And especially considering that he was, he was, there was a, a leak in the Dolphins facility for that news. Like, Brian Flores was not able to tell Brian Fitzpatrick, you're the fucking, you're not the south of this next week. I didn't know. Uh, if I recall, there was Brian Fitzpatrick's kids found out online before he did. That's insane. That's not. That's not the way. Uh, that from, what can, been from what I can gather, Brian Flores is. You know, he's trying to track down whoever that was to get him the fuck out. Rightfully so. Yeah, completely understand. I would. Um, it's it's a it's a fuck up that you, that you would never. But yeah, like me. you know, obviously I can't say I'm not Brian Flores. I'd say I would have maybe. If you if you're dead set on putting two way in there against the Rams, half time. I would not have him go four quarters up against Aaron Donald, no, and Jalen Ramsey. Not with a, about a hip injury this season. Honestly, um, I I completely forgot about Jalen Ramsey. I was so I was so focused could, on the fact that Aaron Donald may murder. Yeah, because Donald's a bit of a he's enough of a threat by himself. Um, <laughs> so you don't you throw Rams in there as well. It's one of those yeah. things for like let, let's say Tua throws fucking four interceptions directly at Ramsey. That's a problem. Tua's gonna uh, Fitzpatrick's gonna come back on. Yeah. But I'd say like in terms of wanting to get an impressive performance out of Tua for his first performance, putting him in there against the Rams is not a good idea. No. I mean, but at the same time, if if he was put against the Jets and he did, he he, he did have the same, uh, say if he mirrored the stats of Fitzpatrick um, from that game, uh, would you would you say, oh, he's he's gonna be great, he's a fantastic QB, or would you be like, ah, oh, it's only the Jets? 
I definitely much have the stupor of being a Dolphins fan. I'd be like, this is the guy. <laughs> this is the guy. Like, the problem is with with the NFL is that some teams are just fucking terrible. And I feel like the Dolphins have got to a point now where we've crossed the border of being terrible and we're becoming a good team. The defense is good. The offense is clicking, which again is strange why they've brought in Tua. But it could very well much be in practice who has just got that better flow with the running backs and the receivers and the tight ends. Yeah, sure thing. More so than Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about it and thinking about maybe would it have been better if he, the, they gave him the start in an easier game. But if you, this is just something that's come to my head just now, is no matter how badly he plays, if he plays badly against the Rams, you then have the sort of get out of jail free card as, you know, well, it was the Rams, you know, against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Whereas if you put him in, in an easy game and he plays poorly, then that's going to affect his confidence. So if you give him a, his first start against a hard team and he plays badly, well, you can say, well, it was a hard team. Yeah. I mean... but, it, it, the, but there's a difference between him playing badly and putting him in there with a team that very well might risk his injury. Yeah. Like you can put him in there against a good team but you can put him against a good team that doesn't have a premier fucking D-tackle. Do you know what I mean? I suppose it's better to find out sooner rather than later if his uh, injury is still a factor. But I, I feel like if if you if the coaching staff are going to be you know, worried about to his injury to the point where they wouldn't play him in a game where they think he should play, then that's a whole different issue. So... To me, if they're the coaching staff, they'll know about obviously they know about his injury. And if they're choosing to start him in the Rams, it might seem garish, but I've, it's, they'll be doing it because they have full confidence in it. So I'm just interested to see. It's definitely because the Ravens have got a bye week. So I'm probably going to be watching that game. What game? Dolphins Rams. Well, no, because well, a bye week, week as well. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, Any game worth watching to this week? Yeah, definitely Broncos game. Right, so um, top games to watch this week. We have the Steelers playing the Titans. Um, who have you got for that? The Steelers are away to the Titans, so they're playing in Nashville. Steelers five and zero, Titans five and zero. Someone's got to lose. Hopefully, they don't tie. Uh, Don, we'll start with you. Who's your pick? Um, I'm actually. I'm going to pick the Titans. I'll be honest. Um, I'll be honest. Right, I want the Titans to win. That's why I'm going to pick them. But I just kind of feel deep down that the the Steelers are going to take that that game. They are playing very well. Their defense, I think, is a little bit better. Um, and so I think that probably will give them the edge. Um, and if they if they can just kind of restrain Derrick Henry, really. Um, so I'm going to give it to this the, I guess the Steelers. But hopefully, hopefully, I'm proven wrong. So I've got the Titans, um, mainly because, you know, they, the Titans are one of those teams where they just surprise you with everything that they do. Very much so against the Bills, kill, killed the Bills. Um, we saw the Ravens last year, Patriots last year. I feel like the Titans are going to continue their track record of just deading people. I think the Steelers, I feel like there are issues within the Steelers. Like their offense isn't amazing. Um, I know that Juju Smith-Schuster had a knee injury last week. I believe that's cleared up now. But I just can't see the Steelers taking it. Um, like, obviously, it's at home as well. Both teams have got some injuries, mainly on the defensive side of the ball. But the, the Steelers' defence is good. But I believe the Steelers' um, run defence is fifth in the league, which is obviously good. But then Derek Henry can prove that he can just blow through people. I like the Titans here. Um, I feel like the Steelers, everyone has to lose at some point. I think this is going to be the point where the Steelers 
and go back, realise that they've had a good, a very good start to the season. Maintain that confidence and take it further. Win their division and go to the moon. But I think the Titans are going to take it here. Yeah, that's my that's my pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think it's up to Derek Henry who wins, to be honest. Um, I think okay. if Derek Henry decides to, to win, then the Titans will win. Um, I feel like either way it goes, I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think whoever wins is going to win it by two two scores, I think. I think, so I, I think it's going to be a close one. So I, I feel like if the Titans win, it's going to be because Derek Henry's decided to go crazy and have a big day. And when that happens, the Titans are going to win by like 10 or more. And if the Steelers win, it's because Derek Henry's not doing his thing and they can't stay on the field and the Steelers are going to go and win by 10 or more. That's that's what I think. But I do think the Titans um, have the advantage over the Steelers. So I'm going to pick the Titans as well. Okay. And the next uh, interesting game on the schedule for this week is the Browns and the Bengals, Baker and Burrow, Battle of the Highlands. Battle of Ohio. The Ohio Bowl. Uh, who you got, Dom? I've I've got the Browns for this one. Um, I'm actually not too familiar because I, I know you said earlier, Chris, that uh, the Browns had a lot of injuries last week. I'm not sure sure where they're sort of with that, at with that. If um, I can tell you, I can got, tell you if you'd like. Yeah, pl- yeah, please, yeah, yeah. So no one that was deemed questionable last week is questionable for this week, apart from the tight end Austin Hooper, who okay. is um, questionable for this week. Right. In that case, definitely the Browns. I feel like the Browns' offense. Um, I've seen it a lot this season where like they have been playing extremely well. Um, if it seems like they finally got that rhythm, and and especially especially it seems weird. Um, so I know Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham being criticised for not having any chemistry at the start of the year, and then that the following week they put up like three touchdowns together, something like that. So um, I, I think as long as as long as uh, the, the Browns can actually connect and actually have that chemistry again. Um, yeah, I don't think the, the Bengals have much of a, an answer for it, to be honest. So in my regard, and I apologise, my my um, LED light has just turned off. I'm going to go the Browns here, mainly because the Bengals don't have Joe Mixon this week. And I feel like if they did have Joe Mixon, I'd probably take the Bengals, um, just because I feel like they need a, the Bengals need a statement game. And the Browns fluctuate being the Browns and being a good team. <laughs> I think that the Bengals are probably going to, without Joe Mixon there, it very much limits their ability to do a lot of stuff on the offense. Um, and the Browns are going to take um, take that. And I believe the Browns are have won the last three of five or four of five against the Bengals. Um, I think it's a very... It's going to be a very good game. I think it's going to be, um, it's going to be, it's going to be a statement win for whoever wins it. But I feel like the Browns have a lot more to lose than the Bengals. The Bengals don't have Joe Mixon. I think the Browns are probably going to take this game. Yep. Well, this is interesting because um, I agree with both of you completely. So <laughs> we have the same picks for both games. Yeah. Um, I don't think. As much as it would be fun to see a close game between uh, Burrow and Baker, I don't think the Browns, sorry, I don't think the Bengals really have an answer for anything the Browns can do. I'd love to see a close game, but I, I just don't see it being um, that competitive. I'd like it to be, but I feel like I think it might be close for the first quarter, maybe the first half. But I feel like the Browns, uh, when they pull away, they're going to pull away in big fashion. They're probably going to win by ten points or more. That's my pick. Wow, good pick, Tom. Hmm? What are you talking about me for? Oh, sorry, mate. You just zoned out. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Right, so that's um, that's all we've got this week. Out of juice. Um, if you want to hear more, Chris will be available at 9pm. On Gridiron Hub on Saturdays. Gridiron Hub, 9pm on Facebook. Facebook, YouTube, gridironhub.com and gridironhub's Twitch. So if you want to uh, check out the best odds on the rest of the games... Make some, make some money! 
make some make some money check out chris's stream at 9 p.m on gridiron hub on whatever medium you choose so that's it for week one of the podcast with no name hopefully by the time you actually see this we'll have a name um if you have a suggestion then please let us know Email them to domsims <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> 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 and his, his pin is 4444. Do you want my national insurance number as well? No. <laughs> right, so on, we'll call it there. That's a wrap. My pleasure. Thank you. It's all done. Audio done. sync. Audio. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't audio, sync, my audio. audio sync at the fucking end. <laughs> <laughs>